Welcome to the Eating Cast. I am Chris. And I'm Vincent. And today we're joined by a good friend of mine and who used to be a student of mine at Loyola, Summer Scholars, Zane. Zane, I go by, you know, aka Demon Ties if you want to go by that. And that's what it is, man. What's up, guys? Yeah, what's, what's up? up? Well, first off, uh, we just want to say thank you for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate your time and just um, taking a little bit of time of your day or out of your day to just come on and just hang out with us, you know, talk life and my pleasure. Much where we're going. My mm-hmm. pleasure, man. As always, awesome. yeah. thank you for both inviting me on. Here. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. So it's been a while. How many years has it been since we've seen each other as summer scholars, man? Man, it's been about about like four or five. That's but a long time. It's been like a pretty long time, man. And we met up like what freshman year? I was a freshman and you were like a sophomore oh, junior. yeah i was a sophomore junior yeah yeah and that was like man just a whole <laughs> entirely different mindset and just things going on mm-hmm. you know how life is so this is like summer scholars this is like a program that we will ahead yeah so summer scholars is basically like you know a program where you know it allowed you know like students from all over mm-hmm. like schools in the city you know to partake you know at you know Loyola university mm-hmm. you know, in college classes okay and, you know varying and such as living on campus which is pretty yeah. cool concept that i liked it yeah awesome. and then my job was like basically show them around like teach them how to like what the college experience is okay okay um yeah just like have a good time we had a lot of fun stories yeah that's awesome <laughs> fun story yeah. all right and before we get this ball rolling a little harder uh so for our viewers and our listeners um unfortunately we got no food again today uh oh, we got some coffee over here and some lovely tea for zane um, but yeah. So tease anyway. The tease the Marriott. That's the new <laughs> health I know, man. Starbucks. <laughs> ah, we're still waiting man. for that sponsorship. Come on. Hit <laughs> us up. Soon, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Anyways. Um, Zane, so just, um, if you don't mind, just give us a quick rundown of, uh, you know, who you are, what are you doing? Um, kind of like where, what's your ambition in life and kind of where you want to go with life? Well, so I'm from, I'll start with me, you know, I'm from, you know, Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, lived here, born and raised, and, you know, I'm from the west side of Chicago. I love the west side. The west side is very beautiful. You know, you got to check out McArthur's. 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 It's a very beautiful, good restaurant. Celebrities and everyone, you know. Wait, where is this at? McArthur's. It's on the west side. Oh, it, you know, it's very famous for its soul food mm. and oh. celebrities and Ooh. entertainers. So, I love food, man. So, I love food. So if you want to go out there to go check that out, that's really good, man. You can check that out. I went to school on the West Side mm-hmm. at John Marshall Metropolitan High School. You know, it's not really wasn't the best school. And so, you know, I transfer up until, you know, I wanted to move up on the north side because, you know, it was just, I wanted a different mindset and energy. So I went to Roger C. Sullivan High School. As far as that, it's very, it's a very unique, different school. You know, the principal there, his, his name is Mr. Thomas now, was formerly, you know, Chad Adams. Mm-hmm. And he's very welcoming and just, it brings a, do, a new, like, interest, like, perception of how the world is mm-hmm. and you know my goal is an ambition is you know to you know join you know not the military but to serve my community and you know <sighs> hopefully in the future you know open up my own business you know in construction yeah so okay. that's in I'm, construction yeah oh that's dope that's pretty well boy that's dope what because what, you also want to go study engineering right yes yeah 
what motivated you to do that? Well, you know, I don't, you know, Vincent, I don't really see, you know, particular like particular African-Americans, you know, into the construction community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then on top of that, I was saying that that's a job that's always, you know, you know, currently going on, you know, it's like, needed. Yeah. And taking the fact for Chicago, you know, it's some of the most, you know, expensive real estate on the planet. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty lucrative business yeah. to get into, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So construction, that's really interesting. I never like thought about it like that, like it not being very like a commonplace for African-American, you said? Yeah. There's not really a lot of African-American, you know, businessmen in the construction field. There are only about 110 oh, you know, okay. out of 100,000, you know. Are you saying like running it or? Yeah, there's only 100, oh. there's only 110. Okay. African-American businesses and, you know, that's really where the market is really at. You know, you got contractors, you know, that's not just needed in Chicago, but all, you know, throughout the U.S. and the yeah. world. Yeah. And, you know, my passion, you know, is to show something, you know, for the youth and to other people that, hey, you can use your creative mind and spirit to do something mm -hmm. that, you know, is, you know, fun, you know, not the typical, you know, rapper or, you know, your, your, your star is entertaining, right. you know, yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, it's like, you know, let me ask you a question, like, you mm -hmm. know, when you guys, you know, like, who's your favorite rapper? Mm, I say J. Cole. J. Cole? He's more of a, like, R&B guy. R&B? Yeah, he's more yeah. R&B. How about, I like Nipsey. Yeah, you see, like, okay, uh, back in the day, like, when I was growing up as a kid, just, like, watching MTV and, like, their, um, what do you call those little battles they had? I don't know if you ever, if you recall that like, stuff. Like, Wild and Out. And Not, well, before Wild and Out stuff came out. It's like Cyphers? Yeah, and, and, was it like Cyphers? I can't remember. Well, I can't remember the show, but. Was it Battle Rap? I think it was Battle Rap. Yeah, it was, was Battle it was, Rap. It was, it was Asian guy. Everyone probably knows him. MC Jin. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much seeing that as a kid growing up. I was like, man, this guy's fire. Mm -hmm. So pretty much, I guess I, I would say my favorite uh, rapper would be MC Jin. Is he from? from the, is he from the Bay? I believe so. Yeah, he's from California. Somewhere yeah. There. No, I think he's from Florida. Is he from Florida? And then he did a lot of his stuff in New York. Really? No, he's in New York now. Right. <laughs> One of the coasts. I thought, he, I thought I thought he was from the I thought no, he, he was from the I, Bay. I think he is because like I remember like uh, a lot of times he would rap about or when he would rap. I remember I caught a few of his like little snippets on like YouTube as a kid, and hmm. yeah, it would always be like in regards to like uh, Cali and stuff like that, from what I remember. I'm what, pretty what, sure it was Cali. For me, I like any rapper that talk about the community and how he can and they can empower the youth. That's mm -hmm. like what I look up to. So yeah, like Chance. I don't know if you count him as a rapper. Do you count him Chance the rapper as? Nah, Chance is more R and B soul. Yeah. He 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 actually mixes it up a lot. Mm -hmm. He's very versatile. Yeah. So, you know he hangs out with you know a range of pool of artists. So that's yeah. what I really like about Chance. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, artists like that. I guess artists like that. That in general. Yeah. Who so, yeah. who do you look up to? Man, who do I look up? Man, do you guys know who like who's a mortal technique? No, immortal technique. technique. Oh, so he's a very he's. A Latino rapper mm -hmm. and he's very underground so he's out there he's from you know Harlem you know, oh, out there, okay you know out there in New York yeah, yeah. and you know he just talks about you know the world he's a very deep rapper and he's very you know his lyrics are just bomb 
<laughs> he's underground, man. It's one of his shows, man. It's called Dancing with the Devil. Mm. And man, if you just listen to that, like that, that's just going to like, whoa. But he doesn't get a lot of media coverage. He's okay. very, Does he doesn't want that or? I think so, and just you know how his you know his stance about the world, mm. you know, mm. and how he is, and he's just very low key and laid back, the type of guy. He doesn't really want all that. His but he's been on Vlad TV though. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Is his perspective like? It's a doggy dog world, or like, what's his perspective on the so, world? So you know, it's his his perception is about you know how the world you know is a dark place, and you know mm-hmm. we have you know the powers that be, mm-hmm. you know that yeah, you know makes things where it is. Some people might say he's a communist. Some people might say he's a communist, <laughs> but I mean, I don't think he's a communist or a socialist. But yeah. I mean, it's just like he's telling his perception about how the world really is. Like, you guys okay. should really look him up, though. He's yeah, really I'll good. definitely check him out. Definitely would, check that guy out. Would you say his uh, ideas kind of help you shape your own ideas on the world, or what? No, I, I mean, it's just his, like, ideas, you know, they, you know, it's something I can relate to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, he grew up in, you know, in a, in a neighborhood where it was, like, out there in New York in, in the 90s and 80s. It was not a joke. Like, it was not, like, like, <laughs> it, oh, was yeah. not it was not a joke. It would make Chicago look like, whoa, <laughs> and it's like it's like yeah like so he had to toughen up in a certain way yeah and you know all those cats out there you know they had a different rule or principles as i say and i think that just you know expired a lot of people to intake with them you know yeah. and i really respect that yeah and speaking of neighborhoods like i know when we talked before you said you you lived in many neighborhoods in chicago yeah do you want to talk about that yeah i lived in many different neighborhoods i lived on West Ridge, which I currently live in now, with such as you guys. Yeah, yeah. I live in Edgewater. I live in probably about about thirty of the communities out here, out of the seventy seven neighborhoods in Chicago. So I live in Chinatown for a little bit. I live over there, you know, in South Shore, and you know, you know, Chicago is very segregated, and it's like when you go into a different neighborhood, it's actually its own universe. You know, I don't know if you guys ever like like just say for example, do you guys like you know tucking the red line, and do you ever see yeah. like you know. Like, you see the red line. It changes, like, drastically once you get to state and lake. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it just yeah. gets, you know, mm-hmm. you know, darker or blacker, as they say. It gets bleaker. Yeah. So, I had a different intake to learn from different people, yeah. you know. And it's not the best, you know, coming out of there. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to harden you up in a way where, you know, it, it can either help you or, you know, make you for the better or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But definitely, I, I do agree um, in, like, the like the transition, right, just taking the red line, because it really kind of shows you Chicago for what it really is, right? Because if you think about the history of Chicago towards the southern side where, like, Bronzeville is and everything like that, and then as you, from Bronzeville, you move towards the, like, um, west side, right, of the city, that's pretty much where, unfortunately, like, you know, how everything happened, right? It's like we had redlining, we had a lot of segregation, right? And then we just had all these little shanty town or shanty homes that pretty much the um, soups or like the um, owners or landlords would just divvy up a normal size apartment and put in multiple residents, mm. right? That's like another big thing back in the day. And it's really sad to see that. And also uh, the Eisenhower, right? The, the Eisenhower. expressway was built to seg- to split yeah, it was yep. built, the Eisenhower was built to basically split, you know, the city in half and also mm-hmm. to get people, you know, 
you know, particularly white people out, you know, of the community, you know, there were a lot at that time they were going to the suburbs, yeah, and, you yeah. know, you know, in the early like late fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that because of that, it's like it's really sad to see that transition because right? you're in the north side. Like if you hop on from uh, uh, the red line from Howard, mm-hmm. just take that straight down, right? Mm-hmm. Straight down, past downtown, and everything like that. It's pretty nice, decent, not bad, right along the lakefront. And then when you get past downtown, and then you're like you know you're entering South Loop, and then you're crossing Chinatown and all that stuff, and then going towards the South Side, it's like dude, it's a completely different like feel and atmosphere in yeah. the air. I was also talking to my friend Nick. Um, yeah. I I think this is South Side, but Beverly. Yeah, Beverly. <laughs> so around the area, he said when he was growing up, he never experienced like gun violence. He never seen like any gang stuff, and it's because he always just like went to school and then he just like went back home and and he knew he said like when, when you grow up around there it's just like understanding the times like obviously you're not gonna be out at 2 a.m if you don't want to get in trouble right or something like that and and then he brought up a, a good perspective and he's like that's not and that's the stigma it's like it's not just the south side it's like if you're out here in lincoln square you're not it, it'll be stupid of you to you know walk around with your headphones and look at your phone you're, someone's right. gonna jump you right, right. So at two a.m. Yeah. yeah, or like just like at Loyola, even a girl. you're kind of asking to get you know you're kind of right. asking to get mugged. Like, hey, look at me! I'm, right, exactly. Know, I'm in my own little world, just focusing on myself. Yeah, and he was saying, you know, you you Chicago, that's by uh, Hyde Park, and even though there's parole p- patrols everywhere at the, at the block, right, each corner of the block, people still feel like even though on a college campus that they're safe and they're walking around with their iPads, you know, like this close, like they're yeah. not aware of their surroundings, they're not alert, you and see, they're I just like asking that's... for it. That's due to the fact that as students, they're doing everything they can to like study or yeah. do their own thing, mm-hmm. and they're just sucked into their own world like that, and then they just kind of forget their surroundings, unfortunately, yeah. right? And yeah. then that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, man, I can't remember how long ago this was, but it was like a few years ago, I remember. I was just coming up from, uh, I was on Devon at... No, not Devon. I was on um, Western and Lawrence, the intersection, so kind of like by Lincoln Square. Mm-hmm. And I was just coming up north, right, and I was just passing by um, Garcia's, which is a pretty good uh, uh, Mexican restaurant. And it was like a little scuffle on the side of the street. And I kid you not, this homie just like pulled out a gun. Oh, shit. Broad daylight, freaking everyone was around, mm-hmm. pointing at the guy. The guy was instigating, but then the other guy that had the gun didn't shoot. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, put it away and just continued on the day. I'm like, that was wild. Is that a cat you guys No, I, I no, got, he, I I got, got ferrets. ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> ferrets. I'm like, like, what's that noise? You know, you know what's funny? Probably all our listeners from our each episode, they're like, oh, my God, he's going to mention he has ferrets each time. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably. Because we, we try to wear them out before we have our guests because they have so much energy. Oh, wow. I hope he stays asleep. But um, anyway, we'll see. Uh, yeah, like even in Argyle, remember that shooting at Starbucks? It's like stuff like that, like neighborhoods, yeah. you know. You would think Argyle is like pretty, for the most part, right? It's pretty nice, but things like that can happen. I mean, yeah. Actually, no, they it have the thing by first set too. Yeah. Yeah, so it happens everywhere. Um, and my, I'm not sure why, but I feel like I've gotten a spark to change Kristen, I changed that stigma of Chicago. Because, like, even my cousins from Seattle, they're like, yo, Chirac. And I'm like, I mean, that's not a thing. Like, th- this is the thing that I've 
discovered and just kind of like going around like all big cities are going to have their problems right Chicago LA New York Houston what is he doing he's itchy <laughs> he's itchy <laughs> but yeah like all major cities all big cities around the world they're going to have their violence right and it's really you're going to have your shootings it's unfortunate but it's kind of a thing with big cities right right if the country itself doesn't have access to guns or like it's really strictly regulated, there's still gonna be violence with other means. All right. No matter what. And we just want to bring a shine a better light into Chicago, right? Because all you hear here on the news is just, oh, there was X amount of people shot this year in Chicago. There was a shooting here and there where a straight bullet went through a house, and you know you you hear about it. Unfortunately, you know. Uh, killing a family member or something like that and it's like and it's, it's really not, sad and but. it's not and, and the thing is about Chicago it's not yeah. that bad as it seems and people you know and that's because that's really by design that's mm-hmm. really because the media mm-hmm. you know they get that's where they make their bread and butter at. right you yeah. know that just, just sell it, the bad stuff they just sell it away but that's not really these people you know in particular in, you know in black communities these are regular people who work yeah. jobs have communities and that's only a small percentage of the community you know mm-hmm. And a lot of people understand, like, there, there's good things that happen in, you know, the so-called hood, you know, just for an example. Right, yeah. You know, there was just, I was out there in Garfield Park, you know, and there, you know, and the church was just giving away, you know, school supplies to kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. A, you and that's know, awesome, dude. Like, that's yeah. awesome. You know, you know, and a lot of people, they don't, the news, ABC News isn't highlighting that or Fox News. No one isn't really highlighting the good things that happen in the neighborhood. These are really mm-hmm. people who you know generally care and you know i'm not gonna lie there's things that happen that is not pleasant but i mean in chicago in a way you have to you know carry yourself a certain way you know that that's you know don't get me wrong there's crazy neighborhoods Mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen on a consistent basis where we're like in you know syria or pakistan somewhere Mm -hmm. you know so it's just a way how you carry yourself Mm -hmm. in a way if you know look on your surroundings as i was telling someone you you know a couple of months ago who went to Loyola, I say, look, Chicago isn't a bad city. You know, you don't want to step on, you know, you don't want to get on no one's bad side because there are a lot of people, you know, including so-called civilians who, you know, carry guns. Yeah. You know, that one thing, you know, you know, you don't know what that person is going through. That one thing might end up in a bad way, which yeah. it might affect or hurt them. And it's just, it's just how that is. You know, I, I went to New York before. New York is like, wow, they're really rude. They're really, really, no, yeah, <laughs> they're, like, yeah. they're really rude. I'm like, I go out there to New York, and I'm like, what? What's going on? Dude, it's not. It's not cool. It's not cool. So like, me and my cousins and a few friends, we actually made a road trip down to New York once. And I kid you not, man. Like, so I had to make it from like downtown out to like just I forget. I think we we're going over Queens Bridge, Queensboro Bridge, because um our other um hotel was out out on that side. So we didn't know how far that was. But yeah, dude, the traffic and people just, they don't give two, they don't give two <laughs> shits. I kid you not. Like, I'm on my own lane, right? I'm just going straight. And then you see these taxis and these other cars, like, no signal or nothing. They just, like, yeah. pull right in front of you, you know, almost clipping the corner of your car. And it's like, dude, mm. this is a rental, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. I got to pay for the damages. Mm. Um, so then. Uh, Zane, for you, uh, did you ever experience 
Well, you you did say you had to run from some shootings, right? Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about that? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, it depends, you know. Like, you know, my brother and my, you know, we were just walking, and then you know, one day there's just a lot of shootings, just like by the store, and I was like, yeah. wow, I was like, oh shit, like, but you know, I wasn't like, oh, oh my god, yeah. I know, <laughs> you know, when you live. You know, when you live in a certain neighborhood, when you live where there's, you know, violence, yeah. you know, like I said previously before, it's going to harden you up. You know, it's going to get to the point where, like, it may desensitize you. Like, oh, right. okay. So, jaded, right? You know, right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, you know, you just got shot or somebody got shot. It was like, you know, someone got, actually got shot in Rogers Park, you know, on the west side of, you know, of, you know, Loyola, the campus. If yeah. you guys didn't hear about that. Recently? Yeah. Like, somebody just got shot a couple of days ago. Yeah. And some people like, oh, my God. I was like, oh. There's another another day in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. But you know when shootings like that happen, or when things like that happen, though, you know, you, you know, you know, in our body, it's the you know fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people like me, or some people you know in the neighborhood, we just we just go walk, you know, like it's a normal day and continue our business. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Did you have? Did you lose any friends or family? To I lost. I lost a lot of friends. Yeah. I've lost so many friends. You know, it's not. I have. If I can give you the obituaries, there probably be it'd probably be like a two page chapter damn. of just you know how you write a book. That's how many friends I God lost, damn. and you know it. You know when it comes to that, you know I think that made me stronger because you know I I wanted to see something happen differently. I'm like everyone is out here, you know, dying, or everyone's out here, you know. You know, for something that they don't even know. And the truth be told, there's so you know, this whole gang thing or this whole thing, it's not even where it is, you know, and most people don't even know what they're fighting for. So when I, you know, let's just say wake up or be, you know, aware of what's going on, you know, a lot of the problems, you know, they could be, you know, you know, negated or just not happen, you know, due to certain things. You know, I don't know if you guys, you know, how you guys handle, you know, loss, but you know, for some people, you know, we just we just suck it up and keep moving. Well, yeah, I mean, I like I said before, my grandma just passed away, right? So yeah. for me, it was like I in my head, I already knew like that's just life, right? It's gonna happen, um, and I mean, I was talking to Eric before. Um, shout out to Eric, the acupuncturist, but he's very into Zen and you know the Buddhist philosophy, and he said to not you know, fear death or, or question or curi- be curious about, just think about it. Think about death on a daily basis. You know, it's fine. Um, but yeah, man, that's just life. And I don't yeah. want to say that when it, when it's your time, it's your time. Like, I feel like sometimes that's, uh, that's not, how do you say, like, not nice to say, right? But how do you feel about that? Like, there's a higher being and it's like, if it's your time, it's your time. You've done your deed and on... I mean, I feel about it. I mean, like you said, I've, you know, in Islam, though, we do believe, you know, in the higher spirit that there's one God, but Allah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, death does come in ways where, you know, it's going to expect you. But also, you know, I look at, you know, Buddha or Confucianism. I do look at a lot of other cultures in the East, you know, and I do, you know, study that. And, you know, it's like karma or yin yang. Yeah, you know, karma. Where, mm-hmm. You know, yin yang, where, you know, that might, you know, be where. You know, let's just say you go, you go kill someone. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you're gonna get killed in a tragic way as well, and that's just how you know the hierarchy or order or balance of life is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's to keep things in the universe, or you know, whoever created this mess, you know, keep this, you know, a balance or a float, as they say. Mm-hmm. Were you always this spiritual? 
Yes, and I mean, many people acknowledge that. Many people acknowledge, like, you're very spiritual and very in tune. Yeah. Because, you know, it's very, you know, your body, you know, your mind, you have to always check up on your body because, you know, if you're not right or if you're not, you know, mentally, you know, physically or emotionally, you mm-hmm. know, in tune, you know, it can affect your work, your school, your relationships and jobs. So, you know, you know. You know, we see a lot of Americans, you know, you know, like one of the major things you see in America is obesity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's affecting on a national scale. And I think, you know, you see a lot of people be stressed out, eating unhealthy, just doing, you know, a lot of unhealthy, necessary things. And it's being aware of who you are as a person. It will make you a lot better in accepting yourself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But that's just crazy, though. It's like. The whole idea of like, crap, I lost my train of thought. But like, just, <laughs> uh, but what were we talking about again? Death, spirituality, spirituality, and yeah. So like, what am I going for? Yeah, the whole idea of like death and everything like that coming naturally. It's like, for me originally, how I handled it too was like, I was very emotional and everything like that. Like when I was younger and everything like that, and then. When my grandfather passed away, I think 2013, I forgot what year it was, crap, that's bad, but yeah, it was like 2013, um, yeah, it was just not, I was lost for a little bit of time, right, and then I just had to suck it up, and I'm like, you know what, I have to to keep moving, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah. and just get moving and moving and moving. Was that did you, right now. did you start feeling um, hardened after the first loss? Well, that, that was actually at an early age. So I've I experienced it at a you know at a very very early age. Oh. I lost a life. So you know psychologically you know and just emotionally mentally I had to like hey you know Roger that you know that you know in the military that's how it is you know mm. you know Roger that and just keep it on moving you know mm-hmm. there was no you know. Uh, you know, no time for grievancy. Right. You had to move on. And not just, you know, for the instance, for a lot of people that live in those type of situations, you just yeah. have to keep moving on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to bury that in the deep of us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no time for grievancy. There's no time for, you know, that. Yes, we can go to the funeral. Yes, we can put our, our condolences. But you got to move on. You got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And, and some people would mistaken that for like not caring. That's not the case. No. It's just, you know, you got to keep doing your thing. You got to keep moving forward. And I'm sure the person who passed away would not want you to keep sitting on your ass, right? So. You see, I had a trouble kind of like coming to realization with that with my um, my grandma that passed away a few years ago. Because like, she passed away. Unfortunately, you know, I could have made time to like, you know, spend more time with her and everything like that. But I didn't make as much of an effort as I should have or I could have because I was just focusing on school and my own life because in the back of my mind I was like oh yeah she's always going to be there she's always going to be there you know and when it came time to her passing it was like I felt I felt jaded like I didn't I, I had showed no emotion during her wake during her funeral everything like that I was sad right I was really sad and for like the, a while for the longest time I was like do I just not care? Or is that just me, like, burying the hatchet and understanding that, you know, she's gone and just moving on with life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. 
Um, and then, so when did you start Demonize, the organization Demonize? So I started Demonize in early, late 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Demonize Industry. So that's spelled D-E-D-E-M-O-T-I-Z-E on Facebook. And, you know, my Instagram is, you know, hashtag at Demonize. So that's it. But I started Demonize in 2016, in okay. early 2017, as a way to basically, you know, you know, bring people together with, you know, music. You know, at that time, I was very interested into the music, into, you know, the video scene. And so me and a group of my guys, and we were like, hey, let's just let's just go out here and demonize and <laughs> let's just get people. If you guys ever hear of that Eric Andre show, if you guys yes. know anything about that, I got a lot of my inspiration from Eric Andre because, you know, mm-hmm. he's like the guy who just does like crazy stuff. He's like <laughs> wacky stuff out the area and everyone's yeah. like, Oh my God! He, you know he was out there in New York just doing things like that, like oh, yeah, nightmare. Yeah. You know he would yeah. just mess with the celebrities, and I would be like, "All right, well, I like that. I yeah. like this guy. Let me take some inspiration from him." So <laughs> crazy. Yeah, and my goal was to show people like, "Hey, this was you can express yourself in whatever way you do. It doesn't have to be so called, you know, the you know." positive thing but if you know it was an outlet to basically say hey you can express yourself in this space or this area at a certain time with us to see about the world no one isn't here to judge you no one isn't here to give you a bad light and you know i had guys you know who love that you know and just we wanted to basically show like the youth which is our concern which is my concern you know and the people that hey you guys can do this you guys don't have to. There's good in the hood. There's good people out there who want to do good things. Mm. And so we use that as a way to inspire ourselves with, you know, music or media. You know, we dabble with art, too, as well. But, you know, my, my guy, he, you know, he went, you know, he went off to college. So, you know, as much as that. Mm. Okay. So is it is it still going? Is the organization still there? It's still going. But at my focus right now, I want to, you know, get my own personal goals, you know, such yeah. as the military and other things going off. And so once I've, you know, established that in the platform, you know, then I will, you know, continue on that project. But right now, you know, it's not really the, the biggest thing is right now. Yeah. Are you ready for the military? When you leave in April, right? Yeah, I leave April, man. I'm ready, man. Oh, man. 92 Yankee, hoorah! Let's army, go. man, I can't wait, man. <laughs> I'm ready for the army, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. And how long is the boot camp? It's like... Uh, so, BCT is like about 11 weeks. It's 11, 11 weeks. weeks. Okay. So, there's red phase, white phase, and blue phase. Damn. And then you go off to eight weeks into your AIT, which is like mm-hmm. your job, you know, yeah. specific. So, that'll Damn. be about three, four months. Damn. That's, that's crazy. Wild, so what inspired you to like choose that route? The military. Yeah. What inspired me, man, was like, I love the military. I've loved that as an early kid. I love reading, you know, I've read about, you know, the Marine Corps. I read about the Army. I read mm-hmm. about the battles, you know, in Vietnam and Korea. Mm-hmm. I read about, you know, those challenges the guys had to do and the sacrifices in Iraq, the special mm-hmm. forces. And, you know, when I, I was like at three years old, and so I, I vividly remember this, but I remember this in my brain. And I just saw the Marine Corps, you know, commercial. And you see like, you see the guy, he has, you know, the few, the yeah. prowl, the yeah. Marines. And he has the sword, the bay out. Yeah. He's the saber. He's like, Whoa. you're like, I'm so bro. And I was like, all right, this is for me, man. And I'm like, ah. Oh, man. Advertising. That's like some professional advertising. It's Nobody simple. I remember. 
I used to see that commercial like almost every single mm-hmm. day. Just watching TV as a kid growing up. I'm like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. But yeah, to see like, you know, you drawing inspiration from your childhood and everything like that and pursuing some, something that, you know, has been on your mind since, you know, you were a kid mm-hmm. is really awesome, right? It's because like you're really going after those dreams regardless of what people say and everything like that. And you're just doing it for, for one, fulfillment of your own your own passions mm-hmm. as well as kind of like doing it on the side note just for our country you know thank you just say thank you again for your service appreciate it thank yeah. you guys man mm-hmm. respect for for army for the military is, does the army go in first or is the marines go in first so it's really like okay so like the way I go is you go is SOF so those are guys are like the CIA <laughs> I mean I can break this down to you guys but SOF is like the guys who are like CIA you know the the guys who got the beards they go in you know they do you know reconnaissance you know you know basically go kill the guys right and then you know then it goes in you know with you know the the Navy because you know the Navy attachments you know then begins you know the army the second but mostly it's the guys who in the special forces rangers delta force you know navy seal mm-hmm. you know those they guys, go first they go in first you know and you know their mission is to go kill the bad guys right and you know make sure you know a lot of those guys get in and then you know it starts off with the other attachments and you know mm-hmm. so it's really structure and you yeah. know how it gets down mm-hmm. i was thinking about the guy that the general in iran that got blown up yeah you heard about that right yeah like that's crazy you're just chilling with your homies driving in the jeep and then boom drone just like that that's insane bro i know man it goes just like that that really just shows you too like how fragile life really is you think you felt anything <laughs> it probably was so instant man he was like cooks yeah he probably was like barbecued yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's just insane. crazy though it's like just like that right it's like in an instant you know you can be hanging out talking and just be gone it's just yeah. the wildest thing yeah man life is so fragile mm-hmm. he's probably like man I just had this long meeting with the boys like I'm gonna go home take a nap that's fucked Hey, but I mean, he, he, I mean, he was very loved though and respected. Mm -hmm. He was. Man, people people loved him. There was two sides of the story. Like, I mean, yeah, he was good. And he also was behind some attacks or something like that against the U.S. But I mean. Yeah, but I mean, come on. That's the game though. I mean, yeah, that's the game how it is though. But I mean, like, when you kill a general like that, that's almost like war, you know. No, that's, that's declaration of like. Yeah, we're we're not in good terms, and we're going to war. Yeah, I don't know what there, the update there's is. There's no now, if, ands, or buts about that. You see, that's the thing. Like, it's like going back to like the whole like news and stuff like that. It's like that was such a big thing in the beginning of the year, and then now it's like it just got blown under the radar, and then now the big thing is the coronavirus, which yeah. is ridiculous. Right? Yeah, watch out. Right? That shit. Is it's bad. like. News comes and goes so fast, even though it's like such a big thing. It's a big thing, right? No matter what, no matter which way you look at it, it's a big thing that, you know, the actions that America took against its general. Yeah. And we're suffering the consequences now. And yet, the continuation of the story of what's going on is like just slipped under that rug. Yep. That's how it is. And then on to the next big thing, the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped focusing so much on that stuff as but as best as I can because I just want to focus on my mission, just keep mm-hmm. going straight. Otherwise, you have all these things that you know 
Sidetrack you. Sidetrack you. Yeah, and social media plays a lot of that, man. <laughs> social media does a lot of that. Like, I remember when people were just making memes, like, oh, you know, what about oh the internet? I, I, a lot of people in the military that I talked to, they really didn't like that. They're like, okay, you guys are full of shit. Most of them guys wouldn't be, like, really qualified to go because a lot of them are on the narcotics, they're on drugs, they're unfit, they're lazy. So, like, I said to somebody, like, I don't know what I feel confident with you guys on the battlefield mm-hmm. with me like that. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you mean the OGs in there said you're full of shit? Like, the, there was guys in the military, like, guys in the military that I was talking to, and they were like, these guys are full of shit. They don't understand how mm-hmm. war is. Oh, oh, okay. You know, because war, it's not really game. It's, it's not, not it's not a game. It's like life and death, and, like, people were just... You're respawning your base later. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen, man. It's like, what's that one movie that uh, Tom Cruise was in? Uh, Every time he fucked up, he would... Uh, his partner would just shoot him in the head and he would oh respond. that was a good movie but I forget what it was called Reacher I don't know but yeah you were saying sorry <laughs> I mean, nah it's, that's that's messed up though it's yeah. like all these memes and everything like that just being thrown out there to make fun of what's potentially gonna happen yeah, that that was yeah. a lot of people didn't like. A lot of people were in the military didn't like that. They're like, oh, you guys aren't out there doing that. You guys, mm-hmm. are, you know, like when people's parents. I mean, the parents like, well, you know, this is my son and my daughter doing this. You're not doing that, and that was yeah. a defense, you know, to a lot of people that I talked to, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. no. Nah. Yeah. Is your goal still to stay in the military for eleven years? Is yeah, that? my goal is still to stay in for eleven years. Why eleven specifically? I mean, eleven years, man, because I want to go army and marines. So oh. I want to get a bulk of that interest. Mm. You know, I want to see two different fields because mm-hmm. the army is very different. It's very, it's like, it's like your dad. The army is like your dad. <laughs> the The marine corps, oh. the marine corps is like your drunken uncle. Oh shit! So it's like, it's night and day with those two. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like the drunken uncle who comes on the barbecue like, oh, t- t- Timmy, you just didn't, oh, fuck, man. I didn't just see you like that. It's like that. And, and the army's like, okay, we'll take care of you like our dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I never thought about it like that. That's pretty interesting to see it. Would you um, ever go into like a special force? Yeah, I, I want to go Rangers, but I'm Rangers. Gonna, I want to go Rangers or I want to do recon. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that and those guys were like the top of the cream, mm-hmm. and just the mentality like you got to already have like what I was told and what I was told from somebody actually on from the eighty second airborne division is that you gotta have a you gotta have a mentality like this is what you want to do. You know those guys are out there like two below with you know their PT workouts and swimming and just doing insane shit. Mm. That just normal people wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. That would just break them. Rangers is the equivalent to SEALs, right? No, nah, Rangers is like the equivalent of a regular Marine infantry unit. Oh, okay. But they're still good. They still get shit done, though. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I would assume everyone gets their shit done yeah. one way or another. Right. Dang. Yeah, because you see the book right there, Blackwater. I was, I was like getting into that, like the SEAL teams that turn into PMCs. Private military. You're right. Yeah. Do you know anything about them? Yeah, I I heard about them. They I heard about Blackwater. Yeah, they and play kind of dirty. And they a lot of people don't like you know part of private military contractors because you know they don't really have you know they don't a, have a country. A, they don't have a country or an allegiance. Like hey, we're yeah. mercenaries. We can go. We can do what the fuck we want to do. But it's scary though because like if you think about it, a lot of 
those like the dirty work or a lot of the kind of like major catastrophes or major issues that are going around the world are actually being like the contracts are actually ha- being handed off to like these PMCs mm-hmm. yeah you know, which is really scary yeah it's also like a way for the government to be like oh I'm not getting my hands dirty you guys do the job for me but you know I think of it as like these these groups are needed to get the super dirty stuff done All right right I mean I mean, I mean. Also, you gotta also think about like corporations and corporate interests as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys, like there was an incident where you know, actually like Blackwater, you know, there was actually back in two thousand three where they were accused of raping someone. Oh, really? Yeah, they were oh. accused of raping people, and a lot of people were like, well, you know, they can't really be charged, you know, to you know, to international crime because they, like you said previously, they don't have they a don't country. It's, yeah. it's the highest bidder, the highest bidder of the dollar. Damn. So. That, you know, that questions a lot of people, you know, like, uh, but yeah. at the same time, though, you know, like you said, hey, it's like the guys who don't want to do the, you know, the nitty gritty, you know, nasty stuff and get their hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Just like the mafia. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, they still run a lot of stuff. Yeah. They, the mafia. <laughs> they still even own the concrete, man. <laughs> I'm just going to back off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So. Do you, would you recommend a bunch of, um, so like amongst your friends and your community, would you recommend them to, let me backtrack. What advice would you give them? As far as what? Mm, Trying to stay on a mission. I would say know what you want to do. First, you know, you got to have a desire of what you want to do. Yeah. And then you have to plan and assess it and be very realistic about what you want to do and just, you know, just go for it. Mm. Because, you know, as I always say, it's not going to be the easiest thing you want to do. You yeah. know, it's not it's never going to be the the most pleasant thing you want to do. And a lot of people want to take, you know, just the easy route. You know, for me getting into the military now, it took about three years, man. It took about I had to go through a lot of different things, legal and just mm-hmm. a lot of mojo. And that wasn't just, you know. Like a lot of people, like, were like, all right, fuck it. It was just like, all right, cool. Fuck my, throw my hands up. Mm-hmm. I'm done. And just went to work or went to college. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's perseverance. It's having grits. Mm. And that's something I really don't see in a lot of people nowadays. They mm-hmm. just, you know, lose focus. They get caught up into other people's goals. But know what you want to do in life. Know what you want to do with. Don't let your parents, don't let your mom, don't let your girlfriend, don't let your family. You know, because ultimately you're going to create your own legacy. You're going to do something for your own children. It's your life. Exactly. And so staying committed to that Mm -hmm. is the main thing, as I would say, Mm -hmm. to people. Did your your parents support everything that you did? Yeah, they they support everything I do. That's good. Um, Yeah. um, What was I saying? And how about like moving out at a young age? At first they didn't move. At first they didn't. But... I've told them like, hey, this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and they okay, they accepted that. At fifteen, though, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not the easiest. Thing. Yeah, so like that, that's what I was gonna say. Like, how did that kind of like transpire? Like being fifteen and then just telling your parents, yeah, I'm gonna live my own. Because like at that time, I was living in a neighborhood that, like I said, I didn't, yeah. really didn't like, yeah. and I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna do. I gotta do what I gotta do. I, I don't. I want to see something better for myself. Mm-hmm. I want to do something, you know, 
that's you know you know rebel against that way of action and yeah. you know typically people leaving at that age at 15 like what? you never hear that you know yeah. you don't hear people doing that shit that, that, you're just a freshman in high school right point. well i was like a sophomore sophomore yeah. Yeah. sophomore yeah how many jobs did you work how did you pay for rent man i I'm, for legal reasons i'm not gonna say well, oh, hey, well oh, okay, but, okay, okay. but <laughs> let's just say that i got it done and i just you know put in that work in business mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you got to do what you got to do yeah you know yeah. It's not the easiest thing, but there's a lot of kids out there that you know that in Chicago, you know, they're in the same boat, they're in the same situation, they and their parents, you know, they like, all right, I'm tired of this, you don't want to do my mom or dad, so they'll, you know, either get kicked out or they'll, you know, either move out themselves, mm-hmm. and then you know, either they turn to crime or they turn to you know either or they you know do stuff you know, you know, do side jobs that and take less pay for what they have to do. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a. That's another thing. Going back to the crime thing, like, would you say uh, cho- being in a gang is a choice? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think being in a gang is mm-hmm. a choice. You don't have to be in a gang. Yeah. I mean, you personally, I think you. I'm my own gang. <laughs> That's I mean, you're you your own. You know, gang I, of one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people when they join yeah. gangs, it's typically for you know the the lack of you know men in the household you know you know it's usually you know in no role models right? no role models and so a lot of people turn to that because you know they see you know no masculine or positive energy in there mm-hmm. so the typically the games are kind of the substitute for that the streets are substitute that but now it's like it's not really the 70s and 80s no more so like you know all that because the gangs back then even including the mafia Till this day, in certain gangs, still to this day, they had a principle. They had a code. Right. You had to abide by that code, or you know, you, if you didn't abide by that code, you know, you you might, you know, you might not be coming home tonight. Yeah. You know, and so I don't really see that as more of a problem that use or substances being a part of that. So what's the problem then? The problem is, is like you have a lot of emotional emotionalism, and you have no leadership in these gangs. Because, you know, the FBI and, you know, a lot of other internal or external affairs destroy the gangs and destroy the principality. Because, believe it or not, though, like, for example, the Italian mafias, you know, they're still running around. But, I mean, you just can't go around, you know, in the Italian mafia or even in, you know, the, you know I know there's a couple of, you know, Asian gangs or mafias around here. You know, you, you can't you can't do certain things in their community without, you know, paying up money or doing certain in retrospect. That's just mm-hmm. how the game is. That's how the way it works. Now you have a lot of these cats out here, you know. The young ones, right? Yeah, just attention horn, causing attention, beating up on random people and, you know. You, you you don't do in in the old days you couldn't do that shit. You mm-hmm. would get your ass beat up like, hey, what the right. fuck you There's doing? consequences. Right. right. And you're attracting attention from the police, you know. You know, police is if the police is around, that's messing up business, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Awesome. So then with that said, I think what is one advice? <clears throat> Aside from aside from what we what we were like uh, kind of discussed, like what's one advice? Living your life right now, you would leave like either yourself in the past or just you know for our listeners and our viewers, you know, kind of in the same boat, trying to like figure out figure themselves out right whether if they want to kind of pursue their passions or if they want to like you know go from one job to another job and stuff like that. 
Don't be afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to do it. I would tell people that. Don't be afraid to do it because you have a lot of people who are peer pressured. I see that a mm-hmm. lot in our era. People are peer pressured to do them. Hey, you know, just do this. Just do this. You know, and you know that sometimes that peer pressure is strong. Very you, strong. It's, it's, it's strong to the point like, oh shit, if I don't do it. But sometimes, you know, or most of the time, as I say, you got to walk alone. You got to be, if everyone is going, you know, west, you go east. Yeah. You go the opposite <laughs> way. You go you go the opposite way and you just don't give a fuck. Mm. It doesn't matter. Yes, that's the thing that's going to build character. That's the thing that's going to build, you know, you know, define you as a person and learning to accept yourself mm-hmm. and not giving a fuck what people yeah. think. Yeah. Because I, you know, truth be told, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use myself as an example. I get ridiculed still to this day. I still get, oh, you're just trying to do something different or you just think you're better than somebody. And I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just doing a different route to get where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to do. No matter what, you know, the, you know, what you want to accomplish in life, go for it. And don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Because the people who are successful, the people who are on top, those are the people who will be uncomfortable and they just go against the grain. You know, they don't get along with the program. They do the opposite. And like, all right. Fuck this. I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. And awesome. that's what Warren Buffett, that's what all Bill Gates, all that's, guys. that's all what the big champions did. Yeah. Man. They, <laughs> they, they did something different. They went against the grain and look where they're at now. Right? Billions. That's true. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm waiting for the Billions. day you come out the military and you become one of those motivational speakers. Yo, I, you've got that in you, man. That potential in you. I'm waiting for that day. That'd be dope. I'll be like, yo, he's on stage. TED Talk. <laughs> that's my boy cool. that's my boy Zane cool, thanks man yeah yeah awesome um, any last plugs you want to give out oh man just appreciate it thank you guys I really support this like these two guys here you got it these guys oh, are doing, no. they're doing the work they're Maybe doing the work my guy. they're doing the work yeah you know thank I gotta you, give them you. their props thank you thank, thank you, you. Um, all right. In that case, uh, to our listeners, don't forget to give us our rating, our five star rating, and leave a review on our Apple Podcast. We're on all platforms, right? Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Just search us up, The Eating Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're Chicago based. We're talking a lot of good stuff. We're having these conversations with locals, um, and uh, you know, everyone has bridging a story to share. Yeah, bridging communities through dialogues. That's what we're about. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, thank you for continuing listening because this is season three and we never expected us to get this far so and here we here. are going against that grain all right so for our viewers and listeners thank you for dining with the eating cast and thank you again Zane, for coming on my pleasure thank you guys really do this mm-hmm. all right guys stay motivated out stay there motivated <laughs> and yeah. we will catch you on the next one take care Peace. bye-bye